go. Welcome back, baseball fans. Today is December, Sunday, December 11th. With This is episode 18 of Bourbon and Baseball. And as you can see, well, maybe not if you're listening. Sorry about that. My YouTube people, as you can see, uh, we have Rob and Tom from Astros Baseball Podcast. Obviously, neither one of those is my typical podcast partner, the beautiful Shelby. Um, she's no longer on the IL. She has just deserted me to go on a vacation to Vegas. So, yeah, yeah, right? I told her to go find um, Tuck and Brantley and Bregman and all of them and make friends. But, I thought you were saying she deserted you forever. No, no, no. The she suspense was real me. there. Yeah, no, she just deserted me for the for the weekend or for oh. the week, I guess. But So I appreciate you all coming on and, and pinch hitting for Shelby. Look at me with the baseball ref. I'm so punny. I'm delightful. Oh, where's, where's my sound? Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. It's going to be, see there, there we go. It <laughs> makes me happy now that I've figured out there's a soundboard anyway. So, uh, but I appreciate y'all coming on and uh, filling in for Shelby. I almost said pinch hitting again, and that was going to be too much. So um, Rob, I know that, that you're drinking coffee because you had a, you had a little late night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tom, are you actually are you gonna are you gonna join in on the on the drinks? I believe I'm gonna stick to just H two O. Just uh, to the wall. Okay, fine. I plan to work out today, uh, so I try to do the the responsible thing and not drink and then go work out. Go into the sauna, sweat it all out. People are like, "Man, this guy just came from the bar." Try That's really fun. hard not to do that. Look, sir, we're trying we're trying to have fun here. I don't I I need no adult response like adult responsibilities <laughs> today. All right, like that's not a thing that we do. But um I I need to be responsible today, but you know, maybe we'll just be responsible with a little bit of alcohol in me cuz you know, this is the Bourbon and Baseball podcast. So, I am going to try for the viewers at home, the Baker's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey single barrel. 107 proof. And I, and I think that's going to burn. 107 on think, a Sunday I think morning. It, I think it's going to burn. I think it's going to burn. And by try it, I really mean like, I'm going to pour just a tiny bit into this glass. I'm going to taste it and make an awful face. And then I'm going to finish because I'm an adult. Uh, and this is my own podcast and I make the fucking rules around here. I'm going to finish with a bloody Mary because bloody Marys apparently are more acceptable to drink on a Sunday morning than, you know, like a thing of, of, of bourbon. So that's and mimosas. And mimosas, right? That's yeah. a classy thing to do if you want to keep your drunk going. Right. Well, and also no one has ever accused me of being classy. Tom, so <laughs> <laughs> nope. So the two things that people have never accused me of being classy and uh, being an adult now. So this is, oh, it's going to be bad. I'm going to be an adult though. I'm not going to make a face. Probably going to make a face. It's going to happen. Not a face. That's not a face. That's not as it's not as horrible as I thought it was going to be. It's still spicy though. That's still spicy. <laughs> so right. is this something you can find in your local specs? Was it the top shelf? Was it you know have, price range? What, what, what are we talking here? No, I have no idea because I got it <laughs> as a birthday present. I got three. I got three bottles of bourbon for my birthday a couple of weeks ago, and this was one of them. So uh, for the for the listeners, it's it's a uh, Baker's, like I said, Baker's Kentucky Straight Bourbon, single barrel, 107 proof. 
So I don't, I, and I actually don't know which, which of my friends gave this to me, but apparently there was, there's yeah. a seven year minimum that it was aged. It's, it's, it's decent. It's not, it's not as spicy as, as the last one. Um, I think last week I tried the, uh, 1792 or something. And that was, that was like drinking straight diesel. So that was not fun. <laughs> so, but, um, today we are going to talk about all of the free, maybe not all of the free agents, because there's been a lot, but we are going to talk about the notable free agents uh, around the league and kind of who's left. And I know we're not going to get to all of them, dear listeners, because there's there's a ton. And I mean, really, do you care where Austin Hedges signs? Like, no, right? We don't. So we're not, <laughs> no, no disrespect to you, Austin Hedges, if by chance some miracle you'd listen to this. I don't know why you would. But if you, for some reason, hear about this... Um, it's not that we don't like you. It's just Austin Hedges. What? So, <laughs> um, so we are going to start off by uh, talking about Trey Turner to the Phillies for 13 years. It's a long time, right? No, 11 years. 11 years. Who got 13 years? Someone I don't know that anybody years. got 13 years. Am I thinking Bryce Harper for 13 years? Is that what I'm thinking? That may be true. That okay. may be true. All right. Turner got so, 11, um, 300. 11 years, that, 300 million. That's Paul's insane. It will because he'll be 40 when that contract expires. That is, well, I mean, but even Trey Turner at kind of his middling range of speed will still be really freaking fast, right? Yeah, I, I wonder if his hit tool will transfer, you know, as he gets older. Clearly, I think he'll still be a good defender. I still still think he'll still bags, that sort of thing. He's a slender-built dude. He's I don't think he's going to put on a ton of weight, you know, like an outfielder or first baseman would. So I think he'll still play that contract out. It won't be like Albert Pujols where people are like, eh, should we play him? Should we not? You know, he's DHing like every fifth day or something. So I don't think it's a terrible deal because you really went out and got a premier shortstop in a position of need for the Phillies who were, you know, a handful of games away from winning the World Series. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. I mean, Gene Segura was delightful <laughs> over there. I don't – why are you not putting the respect on Gene Segura's name, Tom? It's rude. rude. I feel like between the two, there's a, there's a big gap between the two, and that's as respectful as I can be with it. I'm I'm just kidding. Well, Gene Segura, we also love you. However, there that I mean, there is a um, a a sizable gap difference between Trey Turner and Gene Segura. So, do you? How long do you think he's going to play that that position, though? That's a great question. I mean, honestly, you look at some of the shortstops right now, and now that they're doing away with the shift. I wonder if he's going to have to be as rangy, probably, probably most of that contract. I would say probably eight of the 11 years, probably. You think he's going to pay a shortstop for eight years? I do. Wow. Like you said, he's really fast right he now. Is really fast. He is really yeah. fast. But that, he's not I mean, the only one that got 11 years. They're, everybody's signing these shortstops. Yeah. Xander got... Oh, poor Xander. We're going to talk about Xander. I feel bad for Yeah, I don't want to skip because people do that to me. I'm like, uh, you're you're reading all my <laughs> notes here, guy. Red Sox fans are in shambles. We're going to get we're going to get back to that. Thanks, Rob. Goodness. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Rob. I just said other people got 11. I didn't mention any names. 
I was I was reading your mind, Rob. We we have mind melded even with my bourbon drink. Drink? Yes. Um, so I mean really they know that they're not going to get all production of, of the years. And that so as a new ish person in the in the baseball game, seeing these contracts, not realizing that, you know, they're they're only gonna pay for, you know, like the the beginning beginning portions of those contracts. So if if anybody is just now getting into baseball, seeing all these huge, huge contracts and thinking, oh my gosh, what is going on? It's they're realistically players or teams are not paying for that entire contract, right? They, they, they realize the production will fall off as they get older. So, um, you know, and at that point, Dave Dombrowski is like, I don't got to deal with it. It's fine. I don't, not going to be here. So, um, right. But the Phillies though, did, I guess, steal quote unquote, steal him away. Right. They, other teams offered him more money, more years. But Trey Turner said, ah, I'm good. I'm going to go back and I'm going to play with my buddy, Bryce Harper. I know you were talking about, you know, poor uh, X, Y, and Z free agent. But um, if you really want to get like to a, a feel bad situation for anyone, it should be poor Padres. The Padres tried desperately to throw tons <laughs> of money at multiple free agents. They said, please take all our money. All of it. We want to give all our money away. And everybody was like politely, nah, I'm cool We're on good. that. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I, and I don't, you know, I don't know what, what that, what that's about. I mean, no, no, I do know what that's about. That's, that's really the, the first two that they threw their money at had the idea of where they wanted to play, had their idea, right? Like, and they got the Padres were just like, um, cool. We can't make you a better offer. I mean, we did make you a better offer, but you don't want to play here. Apparently money doesn't mean a thing to you. And I heard a crazy thing. Someone had said something about, so this is going to lead into the second one that we're going to talk about. Aaron judge, not wanting to go to the Padres and turning down a $400 million contract, right? 400 million and taking 360 from the Yankees. And I heard someone say that once you get up there in those, in those stratosphere kind of numbers, what's $40 million, $40 million is nothing. Like that's, that's, I'm all, I, I'm sorry. $40 million is still a lot of fucking money. What, what? But they're like, no, no, no. But I mean, comparatively 360 to four, I don't care. Like, at the, I mean, at that point, I understand that generally generational wealth and blah, blah, blah. Kids, kids, kids are going to have the money. But still, that's, that's $40 million. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of bourbon you could buy. Or, you know, like. <laughs> you chose to stay with company. the Yankees. It cost them $40 million <laughs> to stay with the Yankees. To stay with the Yankees. To do what? Because they didn't get better. They didn't that's get the better. Spend all that money <laughs> and you're the same team you were last year. They didn't get better. I, I would. I don't know if they got worse. Did they get worse? I don't think they got worse. Well, I mean, they, they did. Josh Donaldson and IKF on there, so. Oof. They did because some of their free agents did leave town. So the roster that they ended the season with is now less than it was when it started. That's true. That's true. I, okay. But so we'll, 
but Aaron Judge going back to the Yankees. Okay, so maybe maybe you guys know the whole. Oh, Aaron Judge is going to get the C on his chest. Blah blah blah. That means a lot. Is that so? I understand that Derek Jeter was the last "quote unquote" captain, the last guy to wear the C on the chest. Is that some unwritten, spoken rule that I, as a baseball fan coming in in, in 2018, I'm not aware of? Can y'all explain the, that to me? For the Yankees, they've I think they've only had nine captains in their history that spans over a hundred plus years. So and they just so it's not bestowed it... upon anybody. Mm-mm. Is that okay? Uh-uh. And and it's weird too because I don't know how they get to that point. You know, people just say it. You know, it's a perception thing. I don't know if the clubhouse kind of like, oh yeah, he's our captain because he's the highest paid dude. You know, Garrett Cole came in, signed for three hundred twenty-four million, and they didn't put the C on his chest. You know, but so... really, do you want Kermit the Frog as your captain? That was very mean. I'm so sorry, Garrett Cole. <laughs> no, you don't. But Ooh. I'm just saying, yeah, must be some Kermit good stuff. Kermit makes me mean, uh, apparently. Right, right. No, hold, mm. no punches. But yeah, I think that they use that as a bargaining tool. You know, if legacy is this thing, which he came out later and said legacy meant something to him, to be a captain for the New York Yankees is like one of the highest honors that you can be bestowed upon in Major League Baseball because it's so few and far between. So apparently legacy is worth $40 million to Aaron Judge. That's, that's what that equates in my mind. But I, that, that is mind boggling to me that someone would leave $40 million on the table to go to the Yankees. And I'm very sorry, Yankee fans, but come on now, really? Like you cannot. Did it ever come out what San Francisco offered him? It did. It was the same 360. Oh, okay. The interesting thing about the four the same million amount con- of years. So- yes. Sorry, Tom. Oh. Yes. The interesting thing about the four hundred million dollar contract that supposedly the Padres offered. There's been stuff floating around since then that said that MLB whoever would have came out and vetoed that. Like they could not have signed him for that money. And I I haven't got the reason why. I just saw that, and uh, it was like one of those things. You know, you're scrolling through Twitter and like, oh wow, and then I kind of. Brushed it aside because I like, like Kevin Durant said when they asked Kevin Durant, I'm a fan of a different baseball team. I could absolutely care less about Aaron Judge. <laughs> Kevin Durant, when they asked Kevin Durant about Aaron Judge, he goes, I'm a Nationals fan. I absolutely do not care about Aaron Judge. And I thought that was the greatest thing ever. So that's, I felt the same way when I read that. That's amazing. That's so weird. I don't, I'm going to have to look that up. Maybe I'm going to have to look that up if I remember to after this, after we record. Um, so, yeah, so Aaron Judge, back to the Yankees. And, I, I mean, I don't think they I don't think they got any better by signing Aaron Judge. They would have gotten, they would have been remarkably worse had they not signed Aaron Judge, but I don't think they got any, quote-unquote, better. So, uh, moving on from the, from the Yankees, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the poor, 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 poor fathers. San Diego Padres that could not sign anybody apparently except for Xander Bogarts who the Red Sox said that's cool homegrown one of our stars that people will come to see you can you can go to the Padres does it do you guys know the actual offer that the Red Sox like the final offer that the Red Sox gave him all I I heard was that it wasn't even close 
I heard that it was like drastically low. Like they only offered him supposedly 180 million. And so when you yeah. think about it, like if he is your guy, much in the same vein, Aaron Judge was the Yankees guy, they probably shouldn't have been outbid by a Padres team who's already committed over a hundred million dollars to other players. Right. Right. So I think it's kind of bad. It's a bad look on, on the Red Sox. They really have to go and do something now to like reassure the fan base. Like, look, we're not tanking. You've got Rafael Devers. Who's also coming up on his turn. Right. But like, didn't they say that it, didn't they basically did uh, Devers basically say that, Hey, if uh, X isn't back, you could probably kiss me goodbye. Like I'm, I'm gone. And quite honestly, if I were, if I were him, that looking at, at the track record, I mean, they got rid of Mookie. They, 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 obviously they, they got rid of X and now Rafi's like, well, I'm not going to get my money. And they signed, who did they sign? Uh, Yoshida for, for five years, $90 million. So. Heim Bloom's just over here blowing things up. And apparently through all of the, I don't want to say rumors, reports of MLB execs and scouts and whatnot, apparently the Red Sox overpaid. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Time to get so, up. So I don't, oh no, that's, that is the reminder to take my medication so that I can somewhat pay attention through the afternoon. <laughs> so so I wanted to but, add something here if it's okay yes Rob so we're, no, it's not we're okay. talking about the Padres you know throwing mm -hmm. money at everybody and they already have some huge name guys with huge contracts it's like they're trying to win a World Series and as an Astro fan if you remember when McCullough started in the World Series 9 out of 10 Astros ne have never worn another uniform so the Astros are winning without doing these contracts. Huge so. contracts. Oh yeah, no. Our, I mean, the majority of our of our starting rotation now, the majority of our roster are all in arbitration, <laughs> in somewhat in some different level of arbitration, and our payroll is obviously not not as high as as some other payrolls. And we have the greatest amount of homegrown players. Um, well, 17, 16? I'm going to have to look that up and fact check myself. But it, it's, some, it's some crazy number. And, you know, that, that says something about the, well, I'm going to infer that that says something about the, the culture of the Astros. And that these, that the Astros want these players to come up and they've shown a willingness to pay. Um, but they've also shown a willingness to say, all right, well, you know, like we, we don't want to sign a long-term contract. So if that's what you're looking for, unfortunately, you're probably going to have to look elsewhere. But if you are worth the money, like we are going to, we will pay you. So I think that's something to be said about the winning culture of, of, of our boys and our clubhouse. Um, and I do, I do feel bad for the Red Sox. I don't know what Heimblum is doing over there, but then again, I don't, I don't know what they expected <laughs> hiring someone from the, from the Rays organization, right? Like you sign someone from the Rays organization. I don't know why you 
didn't think he wasn't going to spend the big bucks. Or maybe that's just me. What do y'all think? No, no. I mean, I think Jim Crane had the same idea. He went and pulled a guy from the Rays organization when he went and got James Click, realized that he wasn't going to, you know, go out there and be aggressive in the free agent market in the same way that he would like them to be and cut bait and is literally doing deals with, you know, three assistant guys. And uh, if we want to segue into the Astros free agent that they acquired, did a pretty good job. We will we'll end with the Astros. I want to I want to go around the league kind of and we'll we'll end with our boys. Um, but so Xander signing with the Padres. I don't know if so Xander signing with the Padres as shortstop moves Hassan Kim over to second, who had been playing short. And now when Tatis comes back, moves Tatis to the outfield. My question as a Padres fan, are you PED issue aside, are you coming to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. in the outfield? <laughs> Do you think he's going to be as electric out, out there? I guess I don't really keep up with the Padres, but what I heard that he wasn't even very good shortstop anyway. So I, I disagree. I disagree. I don't watch any other teams, but I'm just, I'm just saying that's what someone told me. That he's not that good of a shortstop anyway. <laughs> I he's disagree. A good hitter. He's a good hitter. I think but I don't he know. Has... I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think he has the ability to make great plays. Do I think he makes them at the rate that he probably should, a la Carlos Correa, a la Jeremy Pena? Probably not. You know, something about him throwing his body just at, you know, that position is what got him injured in the first place. And I think that's the reason they moved him to the outfield to preserve his bat because he's a above-average hitter. And I think he's still going to be athletic in the outfield. It just won't require him to be as – As athletic? Well, I don't want to say that because that's not fair to outfielders, but I think. <laughs> and the National League think, has the DH now. I'm I think sorry, outfielders. Just a, right, You're right? very athletic. You know, Chaz would like a word, but. Uh... <laughs> may I may I present Chaz my brand on TikTok? Okay, now I don't want to brag, but it's gotten over 500 likes, which is like. 498 more likes than I've ever gotten on TikTok. So I'm pretty much famous and viral now. So I'm just kidding. Chaz McCormick, I love you. You should be our center fielder. You have earned that. I am a Chaz McCormick stand. Don't put that on me, Tom. I see you over there. My very first just, TikTok video went viral and I, I can't, I can never get to that again. We're going to, we're going to come back to that, Rob, because I need to know what you posted on TikTok to go viral, but I want Tom to finish his. His thought. We're going to come back. Oh. <laughs> I just think it's going to pre preserve him a little bit better. You know, uh, shortstop requires you to, you know, get down into your, you know, on your knees, you know, running through people at the bag, that kind of thing, hopping around guys. The outfield's really not like that. I think, as you've seen with Jordan being out there and, and Tuck, you know, you can kind of do – as long as you're reading the ball off the bat well, you can kind of do just enough to get the job done. I believe he's got an above-average arm, so it translates well out that way too. And if it's going to keep him healthy, that's probably the biggest thing because that lineup now, all jokes aside about the, the 17 shortstops they have, one through four is really potent. 
that that is potent. Let's let's talk about one through four for the people who don't who don't actually follow um, the Padres. So who is there? Wait, hold on. I'm trying so, to try. I'm going to try and do this from memory. It's not it's not working. I know Manny Machado is up there. Um, where will no Will Myers will be lower. J- no, Will Myers is an out is a free agent. Don't listen to me. I'm dumb. Will Myers is a free agent. So Jake Cronenworth will be up there. I think he'd be their leadoff. It'd be Cronenworth, then Tatis, then X, then Machado. So let's see. Well, Jerks and Profar is a free agent. Will Myers Grisham. is a free agent. Trent Grisham. Another Trent Grisham. Superstar um, postseason Trent Grisham, unfortunately, will probably be in the eight or nine hole. <laughs> who's your catcher though? It's not Jorge or Alfaro. Who's their Who's their main catcher? Why am I not? Why am I blanking on that? Um, I don't know. I just I, like I said, the the top of their lineup is going to be really really potent. I I really can't speak to like all the other little ins and outs, but you know, one through four. You're, you're definitely gonna have to deal with them. That that's true. I, well, and so, oh, where's Juan Soto batting? Is Juan There's is the Juan guy. Soto fifth? Juan Soto probably one, two, three, four. Juan Soto leads off. I totally forgot about Juan Soto. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not any. That's not to say anything about about your your um, popularity, Juan Soto. I'm very sorry. Um, let's see. It's, uh, so, I think he's only twenty two years old. Is their catcher? Austin Ola is their catcher. Um, Jake Cronenworth is up first. Hassan Kim, second and short, Manny. Uh, let's see. Okay. Jose Azacar is left field. Trent Grisham is center. And then Juan Soto in right. Okay. So when Tatis comes back, he'll obviously slot into left. So Jose Azacar will be their, what, their utility bench guy for the outfield, essentially. So I mean, it's it it is not as as quote unquote potent or as deep as I guess one would like. I mean, because we're I mean, Astros are over here creating the MLB the show freaking roster, so we can't we're not going to compare it to the Astros roster as of right now. But their one through four will be will be awesome, especially if Juan Soto. Oh, that was mean. I don't want to say that. That's not play up to his money. <laughs> play was, up to his contract. Gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or learn how to field. <laughs> I'm sorry, Juan Soto. That's not that's not nice. But you don't deserve a gold glove out there. Come on now, like we all know this, right? Okay. So, regardless, Padres have gotten a little bit better, but obviously the the they will have to contend with the NL East, which. Well, to get there too. So, uh, Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals. How do you, I mean, ov- offensively, he will be better than Yachty, but that is not what they paid Yachty for. They paid Yachty to be that defensive, run the, run the pitchers, play, play the calls, call the plays. There we go. Words are hard. Um, so do you think the Cardinals signing Wilson Contreras for five years was a good, bad, or fair to middling signing? 
good. I think it was a great signing for them. I think it really addressed a position. Well, that wasn't need. an option, Tom. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to make up my own. I had to make up my own. I was like, going to say great too, but that wasn't an option. Tom said, you know what, Susie? Fuck your options. I'm. We're going to go off script here, and this is what we're going to do. That's okay. We like that. We like going off script on this podcast. That's all right. Let's go, Tom. Explain yourself. I mean, they, they clearly had no one at catcher, right? No one of note. It wasn't like the Astros where the Astros clearly were going to have a one-two punch. And then they were even going to probably have to move Contreras around so that you still played Maldi 70% of the time or whatever, where he can go into St. Louis and just be the guy from day one and play as many games as they can possibly let him. Uh, I Obviously, they take a step back on defense, but you take a step forward on offense. And that team looks like on paper, like they're going to be really good. So... In a D, in a division where the Cubs aren't that great, the Brewers, eh, you know, they needed to do that. So here's the question then. Since there will be the new rules in effect for next season, the whole one, the bigger bases, two, the pitch clock, three, the no, only two pickoffs to first base. I feel like being a defensive catcher at this point next season will be more important than the bat. Especially with the, with the, I don't want to call it quote unquote banning the shift, but the uh, positioning the players where they need to be. Do you think the Cardinals defense will be better or worse? Those are the, your only two options, Tom. Worse. Better gotcha. or worse? I think they'll be worse. I think they'll be worse. So, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there will be a ton of stolen bases on Wilson Contreras. I'm not going to put a number on it, but I'm going to say a ton. I believe that the league by large is going to have, like, stolen bases crazy everywhere. I think part of the reason why it probably benefited the Padres – or Padres, the Phillies, I'm sorry – to sign Trey Turner is because you're probably going to see somebody steal north of 50 bags next year. Because if you enlarge these bags and then you limit the time you can pick over, like you basically neutralize the catcher. So I can't see the, 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 the era of, you know, catchers gunning down, you know, high, high number guys being a thing anymore. You just made it so much easier to steal bags and increase offense. On one hand, I'm very excited for this because I need to see how many bags that Kyle Tucker can steal. I I need to see this. I need to see this in my lifetime. I need to see how many bags Kyle Tucker can steal. And sneakily, I think Jose Altuve is going to steal all of the bags. And I'm whispering that because I don't want it out there. But I think Jose Altuve is going to steal all of the bags next season. But I think you need to tell the fan base, if he gets caught, you need to be okay. Because if we go nuts about him getting picked off on, on second base, you know? That's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. Jose Altuve base running is a thing. So, Look, I, I'm not saying that I have posted on Twitter that Jose Altuve needs to go back to base running school. 
<laughs> but if you look deep enough, there, there may be a tweet or two with the WTF, Jose Altuve. <laughs> but I, I would like to say, I'm going to put it out right here, right now. Kyle Tucker goes 30-30 next season. That is my hot take. We may clip that for whatever on social medias if I can find it again in, in this. That's my hot take. Kyle Tucker goes 30-30 next season. Fingers crossed that Jeremy Pena and Jeremy, yes, Jeremy Pena and Jose Altuve, in my head I was like, did you just say the right name? Follow him into getting more bags. So, Rob, what were you going to say? So I knew the numbers improved, but I had to look them up for you because I didn't know the exact numbers. But before the trial in minor league baseball about the pickoffs, the stolen bait race was 68% and it went up to 77. That's the change. I'm so, I'm, everyone's going to be stealing all of the bags. Chas McCormick is going to be stealing bags. That I'm, Chas McCormick, steal all the bags, sir. You, you widen out your stance, you're going to get on base. I, I feel it. I feel it deep they're, down in my They're doing all this core. stuff to speed the game up, but there's going to be so many runs scored that it's going to keep, it's going to be the same. But it's sped it up it, in minor leagues, but we'll see. It's going to be delightful. I'm very excited for it. I'm not I am not of that of that mindset of I mean, no, I take that back. Pitching does win games. However, I would much rather see a 43 point game than a zero point game. Okay. And obviously I'm, I'm being facetious on that, but we, I, we, we like it, right? We like offense. We like home runs. We like stolen bases. And so I kind of see where MLB is coming from now. Caveat to that MLB, Rob Manfred, stop fucking with the balls. We're going to talk <laughs> about Goldilocks balls too. I forgot about the Goldilocks balls until just this very second. <clears throat> um, so we'll add on to the Goldilocks balls after we get through the free agents, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to circle back to that. That's insane, we, we have to talk about all of the Goldilocks balls and all of the ridiculousness that is, that is going on with this. But, um, we, we got off, off chart. I am a horrible host and I, we just, we went off, off track, but that's we're okay, horrible. We guests. It's our fault. You are not horrible. You, no one saw me shaking my head. I'm sorry, listeners. You did not see me shaking my head. I have to say, no, you are not horrible guests. You are delightful guests that are, uh, I was going to say delightful again. I can't use the word delightful. You are amazing guests that are delightful. There we go. Those are the words that I would like to say. Um, so let's go back. We started, we, we started, we ended with Wilson Contreras to the cards. And that's where we derailed ourselves because we were talking about defense. So let's talk about the Mets defense, right? So they signed Brandon Nimmo back again to center field. There was a big hubbubaloo, 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 hubbubaloo. I don't know. I don't know. Words are hard. There was a big thing with the Astros wanting to sign Brandon Nimmo to, to the Astros because apparently Chaz McCormick has not proved himself enough to be our center fielder. And to that, I say, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of how harsh I'm. <laughs> you, you went viral I, on that already. I did. I. It was awesome, I by to. the way. <laughs> um, 
Chaz McCormick has earned the right to be your center fielder. There we go. That's what I'm going to say. Will Brandon Nimmo be a better defensive center fielder? Yes. Is that worth his price tag? Uh, to that, I say no. And the years. Because he, he signed with the Mets for eight years, right? Eight years. Let's see. What was that? Brandon Nimmo, eight years for a gajillion dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Well, he wasn't coming here for that. It's like 162, <laughs> right? Something like that. Um, something ridiculous. Something that you you look at the Astros and you're like, yeah, you're just kidding. You're not going to pay the Astros that. probably offered nope. him two years and 40 million. Something Eight years, like 162. <laughs> Eight years, 162. And Brandon Nimmo is not your your uh, your spring chicken. He's a little bit on the older side. I say that as a 40 year old on the downhill slide. So I take offense to that. However, eight years, 162, how many more great years is Brandon Nimmo as a center fielder going to have? Not that many, right? And not, not for 162, but I mean, shout out to you, Stevie Cohen, for saying, fuck the luxury tax. I'm going to buy whoever I want to buy. And I'm going to forfeit all of the prospects. Because I'm going to just buy them later on when they're good. But that's what he did, right? So in center field, Brandon Nimmo for the Mets. Congratulations, Mets. You signed a semi-old guy to the position that he already played. I think. Yes. Because Charlie Marte was is not going to move over there. Right? Yeah, I think... The Mets have clearly said, look, we're going to push every last chip that we can find into the center. They are all the way in. I mean, they're they're signing whoever they can sign. They're trading for whoever they can sign. They're really trying to load that club up. It'll be interesting to see what they do in that NL East because they still could be the third best team in that division. <laughs> and it's crazy would... to say because they've spent over $300 million to do it. I mean, Steve... Uncle Steve basically said, I see your luxury tax, and I say, fuck it all, let's go. That's that's essentially what he said, because he there is an entire level that the that the owners nicknamed the Steve Cohen level. And he just blew right past it. I read something that said they're they're gonna pay as much in luxury tax as like the as five other teams pay for their entire salaries. Yeah. Just in taxes. Just in taxes. That's how far they're over. They're, they pay more over than five other teams, not just their <laughs> payroll, their penalties right. for going over. And again, as a as a peasant, my brain cannot com computate. That's not an actual word, but whatever. <laughs> I've had enough bourbon in me that I don't care anymore. My brain cannot calculate that that the amount of money that is, right? Because obviously we will never be millionaires, let alone billionaires. But I saw something on, on Twitter that said that the Mets payroll is worth like 2% of his entire worth or something. And that just boggles my mind. He doesn't care. Yeah, no, no. He just says, Luckily, you know what? We're, we're just the Monopoly man with a monocle at this point. We're just going to, I'm going to just spend all my money. Exactly. Luckily for the Astros, the 
these all this money we've been talking about so far is in the National League. So it's not interrupting our road to the World Series. It's just these guys are all going to have to beat each other with their yeah. wallets. Big wallets. Exactly. They're going to have big wallets like Star Wars. Right. Well, I mean, I'm thought that they get to sit on their wallets and add it. Never mind. Um, so they also signed away. They also signed Justin Verlander away from the Astros. On one hand, I tip my cap. I say, thank you for your service, Justin Verlander. Go, go get your bag. I have 1000% respect for the amount of work that you put in here at, in the Astros organization. I have the utmost respect for that. But what really just gets my goad is the fact that he came out and just said that he signed with the Mets for their winning mentality and just, I have all of the feelings for that. <laughs> that, that same quote got me too. Sir, I was with, I'm, <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm trying, I'm trying to refrain myself from just going on all of the, just, just saying just a string of cuss words and trying to actually make coherent sentences. Well, let me, let me speak to the other side then. Cause I understand okay. what he was trying to say. Okay. And I know, I know everybody just hears it and like, what, wait, what? If you wanted to win, you'd stay in Houston. Exactly. Let's be clear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you tweeted that out, <laughs> but let's I'm listening, be, Tom. I'm listening. But, but let's be clear. When he said that he meant their willingness to pay to win their willingness to spend to win. And that is something that is not wrong if you want to go make your bag. Now, <laughs> supposedly the rumor was that the Astros went to 80 million on him, but that they would not go to a third year. Justin has been very outspoken about, I want to pitch till I'm 45 or whatever. So for him, for them willing to say, we will, we will, with our wallet, we will give you what you want to win. It's kind of what I feel like he's saying. Is he comparing that to the Astros or anyone else? No, not at all. Not at all. And, and I think everybody knows that Justin wanted to win here. It was clear in the contract he took before, which isn't getting enough talk that he took a basically a show me deal, a the hometown discount, so to speak, because he could have went out and probably got the same money last year i don't mm, i don't think he could have though i i honestly i don't think they that that he could have that that is i mean i see your point tom i i definitely see your point but coming off of tommy john being nine thousand years old and again i say that with the <laughs> utmost respect and love for justin verlander because i also am 40 i i don't think that a lot of clubs would have taken the flyer on justin verlander coming back from tommy john I don't think anybody, I don't even think the Astros really and truly believed that he could put up the numbers that he did this year. I mean, 175 innings at at 1.75 ERA, no one thought that. I mean, that that is better than his best MVP year, right? I, I certainly did not think that he was going to do that in his return season. So, again, I say, Justin Verlander. I tip my cap. 
because you are an amazing, you are an amazing pitcher. I tip my cap also for your work ethic and the fact that you came back after Tommy John being this old. And I say this old again in quotes because, you know, whatever. <laughs> but let's be honest. No one expected 39-year-old Justin Verlander to come back and have the best season of his freaking career, right? Um, I would have much more respect for Justin Verlander if he just said, look, Astros winning club. Mets are willing to pay all of the monies for all of the peoples, and I want to get paid. I would have had much more respect for that than to for him to be like, I signed with the Mets because I want to win ball games. Fuck you. No, you don't. <laughs> if you wanted to win ball games, you would have stayed here. Because oh, yeah. let's be freaking honest, uh, that infield defense for the Mets is going to cost you some runs, JV. I, I don't. I think the only saving grace is that you were going to the NL where, you know, most players haven't seen you, most hitters haven't seen you. So maybe that will save you. But that that infield defense, you, it, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. Because the Mets infield defense is not – you cannot tell me that you trust Escobar over there at third base. Right? Am I, am I alone in this thinking? <laughs> no, no not we at have all. an awesome infield. So my point on this story, and Tom knows, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know, because I tweeted out, if you cared about winning, just stay there. But I didn't know they offered him two years, $40 million each. Because the thing that I go back to, and I, I haven't talked about this on our podcast because I don't want to get too negative, but... You, pull he all got... the negativity <laughs> over here, Rob. That's okay. But, do it. Just do it. He pitched one game in two seasons and made like $66 million. And if the team he's with that went to the World Series four out of six years, won two World Series, offered you two years, $80 million, and you're committed to winning, that's the contract you take. But you're committed you. to yourself. You're committed to yourself getting paid. You're not committed to winning. Okay. See, there is a – there. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. $3 million versus $40 million, a little bit different. A little bit different. Thank you, Rob. He has that extra 35, right? If he pitches 140 innings in, what, 2024, then in 2025 he has if he does, If he pitched good two more years with the Astros at $40 million, he could get another 35 here. I think the Astros will keep paying him as long as he's good. But he went for the, he, he, all he cares about is himself and his money. That's it. He didn't care. Oh, he, and, he was on the best team in baseball. He's on the best team in baseball. Framber Valdez. <laughs> Tom is pulling Javier, back all of the Lance words. McCullers Jr., Kyle Tucker, Bregman, <laughs> Altuve. Just keep going on and on. He was on the best team in baseball and they gave him his two years, 80 million. There's no reason to leave. Look, except uh, for again, Again, I say, Justin Verlander, that's totally fine. Go get your bag. You deserve the opportunity to go get your bag. You pitch your ass off. Literally, for the Astros. I understand. I get it. But then don't turn around and say that it's because of... Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And, I, and I understand the point that you made, Tom. And so maybe it was worded poorly. Maybe he just needs to come back and word it proper. I don't know. 
But if you were, if you wanted to win, you would have stayed here. I just don't think he could sit up there and say, I'm here to get my bag, folks. I know I was on the World <laughs> Series team. I know you guys uh, know, you know, my stuff's good. I won the Cy Young, and I'm just here to get paid. He, he could have said, look, I'm 39 years old, and I'm gonna, I want the longest contract I can get. But that's what this says. This says that. With them but you can't say that, I'm committed to winning when you just came. You just got offered $80 well, million by the well, World Series team that's – that you've been well, with you can't, already. You that can't paid you say for that. two years for one game. You can say that. You can nah. say that if the team oh, is built to win. It's not like he went to the Royals for the biggest bag. He went to a team. <laughs> that's true. He went to a team that's going to arguably compete for a World Series. He in the went National to a League. team that's trying to buy one. Yes. I like that uh, you threw the Royals underneath the bus. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's not like he said the Royals offered me a hundred billion dollars and pff, I'm here for it. No, he went to the Mets saying, I can get my money and win. Now, if the Astros had offered a third year for for 140 innings in 2024 for $35 million, he's probably an Astro today. So it works both ways. I can't say that he's wrong for getting a third year because every last one of us in this room, if we were offered a pay raise and a guaranteed extra pay raise on top of that, for just being there, you're not taking it to go somewhere else. Don't he's matter how winning to, your team is. He's committed to winning, but is the Astros committed to him? That's your question, but, right? They weren't committed to him, what he wanted. I'm not I, saying. They, I, had they been committed for three years, I think he's still here. I think that third year at $35 million was the game changer. I don't think – he's probably given up the $3 million in taxes uh, over there for whatever. You know what I mean? So Listen – I am not saying that I, I don't even, I, I totally forgot my point. Hold on. I have enough alcohol <laughs> in me that it's gone now. I'm not, I'm not saying that I begrudge the man. I don't. I, I don't either. begrudge him for getting his bag because he does. He deserves, he deserves all the money. He uh -oh. does. He deserves all, he deserves all of the money because he did. He pitched his ass off in the regular season. We're going to put that caveat in. I agree. He deserves in, it in, in It's just and in what he bold. said. And neons. He pitched his ass off during the world during the regular season. <laughs> we will we will find out what happens in the postseason when we get to the Mets rotation. Okay, we we're we're gonna get there in just a second. I don't begrudge the man for getting his bag. He does. He deserves all of the money. Yeah. I I would take all of the money. I would take all of it. All of the money. But I would I, again. That's why, I, that's why I'm like. Yeah, but don't say I took this contract because I'm committed to winning. When you were on the World Series champion team, that's I don't I just don't like his comment. If he's leaving and leaving, go go get your money. I don't care. We went to the World Again. Series without you. You have one win and ten World Series starts. Go go. We don't need you. Again, but congratulations I, I, I think on getting your money. But don't say you're committed to winning because that's a lie. That's a lie. He you is committed the to winning. No, you're on the best team in baseball. That's committed to Woo. winning. For me, if he went, if he went to the Marlins, if he went to the Cubs, if he went to the, the he was the, on the, the best team in baseball. If, if he went to any of those, if you're committed teams, to winning. You would stay here. You're not. You're, if you, you're committed to getting paid. He's committed to both. Is what he's saying. This is why we don't I'm, talk I'm, about I'm, it on our show. 
talk about we can. this on our show. No, 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 we can. We'll talk about <laughs> Davey for uh, the totally whole 40 right. minutes. Easy. <laughs> I think people like well, it when we get when we uh, don't agree. This, I think people like. This it. is what we. This is what we're doing, folks. We're we're getting spicy on the on the podcast. That's this is what we like. look. <laughs> look again. I, I say I love just for later. And and Tom, my husband is one thousand percent with you. Like my husband and I got into a got into a. Uh, I wouldn't say an argument, a disagreement. Because he's like, <laughs> why are you getting so mad? What is up? What is wrong with you? I'm like nothing's wrong with me. Why are you not, why are you also not annoyed with JV? Again, I say, had he come out and said, look, I'm 40 years old. My arm, not going to last forever. My body, not going to last forever. I'm going to get my money while I still can. I would have much more respect. Not saying that I don't have, no, no, no. I am saying that I don't have as much respect for you because you didn't come out and say that. But I would have way more respect for you. And I think with a lot of a lot of Astros fans, he would get a lot more more respect if he just came out and said that because that's that's really okay. We understand that that reasoning. Okay? Money, money talks. I get it. But to say that you're that the commitment to win, that's why you're signing with the Mets? No, 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 sir. You're committed to getting the bag and let's let's call a spade a spade. That and that is the, the point I'm trying to make. And again, I say, I love Justin Verlander, and I don't begrudge the fact that he left the Astros for the Mets because he got his back. He did. And he and he totally deserves that chance to get his back. You, right? Like, this is not Justin Verlander's slander, quote-unquote, per se. This is – Dob is like, fuck you, Susie. This is totally Justin Verlander's slander. That's okay. And but I'm okay is, with it. This is me just saying, look, I – I would appreciate Justin Verlander more if he just came out and said, look, I signed with the Mets because they offered me that third year and, and more money. The it. third year is, is only based on if he pitches 140 innings in year two. So that surprises me that the Astros didn't offer him the same thing. Because the, the question is, the question is, can you last that long? If you sign a three-year, like, total – if he gets hurt in game two, you're you're paying the guy for three years, but he's got to perform. Right. So he, they're they're really only paying him for two. And if he continues to be as good, then they get a the same guy for thirty five million in year three. And the third I don't know year why the Astros is, didn't do a hundred percent. And the third year for me is why I'm not taking that tone. No one outside of Houston, no one outside of Houston is going. Oh man, he went to the Mets. They ain't gonna win. That's the dumbest thing I ever said because he left the World Series. Up. He's going, man, he got paid, and they could win. Now, if again, we'll never know the, the details. We, we weren't in the room. We'll never know the whole story. All we know is what we read. All I know is right. what I read. So right. for me, if the Astros would not go to a third year, however they wanted to write it on paper, pen, whatever, all right, I got to go. You know, and And for me, when I saw that, I'm like, I got no beef with whatever he says at whatever press conference. And he was going to get a, a chance to earn premium money for one more year. And that's really all it boils down to me. All the whatever the little did he, the is semantics he win? of it. Yeah. Fine. means nothing. Now, okay. I understand. I understand. I understand why you're hurt. I wanted him here too. I want this team was set to do it all over again. And you put Justin right at the back at the top. And then you go, good luck guys. We went out and got a Brayu and Verlander. Good friggin' luck. You ain't beating this team. Now, uh, you could you could talk about it. I still don't think anybody's beating this team, but 
you open the door a little bit, and I understand that. They went to the World Series without him. Before. This is true. This is true. So I'm not going to say that I have, like, a full-on beef with him. I'm, like, I, I say that because, like, let's say, you know, that a full-on beef would be, like, Wagyu beef, right? <laughs> like, we're not, that's, that's like, that, that it, okay? Like, I have maybe, like, a, like, a T-bone beef. What's, like, what's, like, up above, like, one step above, like, hamburger? I don't eat beef, so I don't, I don't know. What's, like, Certainly. one step above hamburger? There you so, go. Is that, I don't know, like, a T-bone? Chuck. I don't know. Chuck beef? Chuck beer, roast. Like, there we go, chuck roast. I have like a chuck roast beef with Justin Roiland. How's that? Okay. Uh, again, I say Justin Roiland. I don't have a beef with him. I love it. I just don't I like what it. he you said. He can go. I don't care. Fair <laughs> foul. Now, Let's do this right here. Live fair foul. Justin Verlander, fair foul. We'll stay healthy all three years with the Mets. Oh. Define healthy. Does he have to? How many innings? Like not miss a significant amount of time because of he, he gets hurt. Oh, You're talking like wait. Tommy John hurt. You're talking like calf hurt. Like every pitcher gets nicked up. I mean, that just happens. No, like Even Framber missed a start. Multiple I'm starts. Say, Multiple months. I'm going to say. Ooh. Like he wait, gets hurt well, in March. He gets hurt in uh, May and he comes back in August kind of thing. I don't know. All, I just don't think he's going to stay healthy the whole time. I don't think so. And I don't think it's going to pay off for them. Yeah. But we're gonna, we're gonna talk about our, if you look at a rotation, there's no need to spend all that money if you're not fully no. committed that that this guy's going to stay healthy. Look, I am one. But if you're desperate, thousand, like the Mets, you do it. I'm one thousand percent on the train of of Baby JV, aka Hunter Brown. Okay, one thousand percent, Hunter Brown. If you are listening for some odd reason, you find this podcast. <laughs> let me just tell you that right now, I am one thousand percent in your corner. And it is, it is Hunter Brown's season right now. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to come, we're going to circle back to the Mets rotation and how old they are in just, in just a few, few minutes. We're going to, we're right. going to circle back because I need to talk about this. Um, But I will just, I'm going to end here and say that Justin Verlander's numbers, I do not think will be as good because of the infield of the Mets. I think that his numbers will get will get worse because that infield is ranked what like fifteenth? No, thirteenth in defensive runs saved versus the Astros tied at fourth. So, congratulations, JV, you got your bag. Good for you. And there's no shift, so he's, he, there's. I mean. Everybody's ERA should work based on that. I don't trust Eduardo Escobar over there at third base. I I just don't. Uh, Pete Alonso, polar bear, I love you at first. I don't trust you over there either, sir. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what what happens during the offseason. Rob, to answer your question, probably, probably foul. He probably does get nicked up somewhere. But I think everybody does. It's just you're paying for what he represents. And if you get him in October, that sort of thing. I mean, clearly, he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. For the for the regular season, you are correct, Tom. You are correct. We will we will go we will see what happens next season, obviously. I still don't think they get past the Braves, but you know, 
it is what it is, whatever. Um, so let's talk about Bell, Josh Bell to the Guardians. Because that's also another guy that we were, the Astros were reportedly in on um, to kind of fill our first base before we signed Jose Abreu. I think that's a great signing for the Guardians. I think the Guardians got a great middle of the lineup thump that they needed. I hope that he goes and figures out whatever magic he possesses in the first half of the season and can stretch that out past all-star break. So that is my take on Josh Bell. Thoughts? That's a good pickup for them because they're, they're pretty much uh, built to keep runs from scoring. And now they added a big bat. So that, I think it's a great pickup. I think Josh Bell is going to be amazing for them. I think it provides some protection for J-Ram. J-Ram's an amazing player. Uh, ultimate team guy. Took a lesser deal to stay in Cleveland. For Their sure. rotation is young. He's and committed to coming. winning. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is going to No, he is not Tom because is... they haven't won anything. He's Tom committed to Cleveland is what he's committed to. Yeah. He's not committed to winning. I don't think That's... he said that in anything. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the Guardians are go- or the Gardos, as a buddy of mine likes to call them, they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to win that division very soon. And who knows? They they could go and add somebody at the trade deadline that really puts them over the top. Uh, they're coming. They're go- they're going to be good. I think they've got a great young young squad that is committed to. I don't want to say the idea of winning, but they are committed to the idea of saying, watch what we can do, right? Because no one, I mean, let's be really honest. When you hear the name Cleveland Guardians, are you expecting big things? No, you're not. Didn't Unless they win the division last year? Right? They were in the playoffs, didn't they? They were in the playoffs. They I were, thought they won their they division were, last they year. Did, they did, they the did. The Twins came yeah. in second. You're right. Yeah, you're right. but no. But again, everybody, everybody predicted that the White Sox were going to win that division. And... Obviously that didn't happen. They got but, worse. Yeah. No one expected no one expected the Guardians to do what they did, right? And oh, no. and the Guardian said, watch what we can do. And I and I respect the hell of that. And I think they have that clubhouse mentality that kind of the Astros has with Dusty Baker. They were playing for Terry Francona. They wanted they wanted that that dub for themselves, but along with that we want to get this for our manager, Terry Francona. Like they will run through walls for that man. Right. Like, and I think that, that, that is kind of the, I don't want to call them the quote unquote Astros light, but I mean, they, they have that kind of mentality and that kind of feel into their clubhouse and into their lineup is, is what I think or what I feel. So, um, my last two that I have on my list, we're going to circle back to the Mets again because we talked about JV. We, we hit on that. But last night, Saturday, the 10th of December, they signed Kodai Senga, who uh, for anybody that is not obsessed with baseball and doesn't follow all of the things on all of the social medias, Kodai Senga is the premier one of the premier pitchers from the um, Japanese league from Nippon 
um, professional baseball. And they signed him for five years. What was the 75, I believe it was. 75? Uh, so their one, two, three, the Mets one, two, three now is, is tough. Is I, I won't, I won't discount that. I think there is going to be a very interesting dynamic between Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. And I think all year long, we are going to see them leapfrog one another on the strikeout. They're going to feed off each other. I think so. together in Detroit. Right. Um, Is it Secretariat? Is that the movie where the horse with like, when you put blinders on him, he didn't run as fast. But when you, when he saw the competition, he run, he ran faster. Is that the movie? You all know what I'm talking about? No. Dang it. <laughs> I asked my husband. Right. And I he would just run with it. Me like I was insane. I was like, so I'm going to run with it. But regardless, I think that they will make each other better. I don't know how the clubhouse chemistry will work between them. Because I don't think either one of the, the one and twos between Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander will admit to the fact that they care that they're the quote unquote one or two. But I think deep down they care that they're one or two. Like, I think Max Scherzer is going to take offense if somebody calls Justin Verlander the one and vice versa. Who gets Thoughts? the opening day start? Scherzer, right? Good question. Do you not, do you not <laughs> think Justin Verlander is going to say a big fuck you when, he, when he's not the opening day starter? <laughs> I... No, I think they have to make him a starter. No. Yeah, I, th- I think Scherzer's he gets the already there. You think you think Verlander gets the starter over Scherzer? I do. No. Ooh, hot take. Hot take right here, guys. <laughs> Tom from Astros Baseball Podcast. But you know what? I think that it, we're probably overplaying it. I probably think they don't care. Justin is the ultimate competitor. I think oh, Scherzer. I think Scherzer, especially coming <laughs> off the injury especially coming off an injury is probably going to default to him a little bit. All right. All right. So, so Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, one, a one B Kodai Senga as their quote unquote three Jose Quintana, which I totally forgot that they signed. Not going to lie. Totally. I was like, what? Looking at their, looking at the Mets rotation, totally forgot that they signed Jose Quintana like two days ago. Um, so their rotation will look something like interchangeably Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, um, Jose Quintana, and their fifth is going to be Carlos Carrasco, or in between Jose Quintana and Carlos Carrasco, four and five. I haven't dived deep into the numbers to put one above the other. I just know that that four and five, I don't really trust. And quite honestly, Kodai Senga, I don't know how he will do with MLB hitters. It's a big question. You never know. Exactly. Um, he has something called a, a ghost ghost fork pitch, which apparently is different from a splitter, which I don't quite understand. Because looking at the grip, it just kind of looks like a splitter grip. So I don't know if that's just the Japanese name for the split or if it differs somehow. Can y'all, do, do y'all know? So yeah. from what I've heard, and I'm nobody, um, as far as like. Oh, you're somebody. Uh, oh, no, no, no. But what from what I've, what I've read, what I've heard, 
is what makes it that whole ghost pitch is how long they hide it. You never see it. You never see it come out of the hand. Okay. And it's just like their their mechanics, you know, uh-huh. and then that pitch just dives off the plate. I saw a couple pictures of him, you know, the the overlay. I follow Pitching Ninja on Twitter. Uh-huh. If you're not following him, you should because everything pitching, that guy's amazing. Um, he, They showed it's like a 98, 99 mile an hour fastball. And then they show this. This picture you're talking mile about. an hour overlay with the with the ghost form. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So again, amazing. But I just what what makes it different than a traditional split? That that's what I need pitching ninja to explain to me like I'm five. Because obviously <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. I don't want him to mansplain it to me. I just I want him to just kind of explain it to me how it how it differs from a regular split. Because the grip that it showed on that overlay that you're talking about um, just cl- kind of looks like what Ryan Stanick does with his split. But, you know, Ryan Stanick's throwing his split at like 99. So is it just is it just the fact that it's it's tumbling more and it's more like a 12-6 curveball? Or 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 what? That that's what I need to kind of understand. Um, so again, I'll be I'll be interested to see how how his pitches relates to MLB hitters and if he can have the the K rate that he did in Japan versus versus big league players. Um so he may he may be the best pickup that they got or you know they'll MLB hitters may may laugh and say look what I can <laughs> do with this goes for. I don't think that that it's going to be the latter. I hope I it sounds just like that when they do it. <laughs> I hope that they that they cut that that they clip that and use that. I'm just <laughs> right 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 here right now that's what i hope they do but i don't know we'll see but they're they're one two three i mean their one two punches is, is formidable i won't lie oh let's talk about that did y'all oh see did y'all see that that ranking did you see the ranking rob the one through ten that mlb put yeah. out of one two duos <clears throat> when i tell you that i wanted to fight a motherfucker. I, I wanted to, okay, straight up, all five, two of me wanted to find out whoever put that list together and fight them. I wanted, that's what I wanted to do. And I sincerely wonder if they honestly thought that or if they thought, hey, we are going to get a bunch of interaction because Astros oh, yeah. fans are going to lose their mind that we put Fromber and Christian at 10. It's the same thing as last year when they predicted who's going to win the AL West and who's going to, no one, everybody picked the angels. Most people picked the Mariners, but they didn't pick the Astros, but maybe they did it just to get reaction. Like you said, I never thought about it. I'm going to hope and pray that that's what they did because the fact that Christian Javier is not getting the respect put on his mother freaking name. How do you think Lance McCullers Jr. feels not, you know, to be left out of that one-two punch? Okay, here. I'm picking my words very carefully <laughs> right now. Right now, I'm picking my words very carefully because I, as a person, love LMJ as a person and as a leader in the clubhouse. And Gotta as a pitcher. But do you notice where I put pitcher in that list of things that I that I loved of about Lance McCullers, uh, we haven't heard it yet. We're waiting for you to say pitcher. 
I just as a person first, leader in the clubhouse second, sexy and hair, pitcher third, the best right. hair, best hair. We're not talking about hair. If he was, if he was, <laughs> like I like to quote um, my one of my favorite uh, women in baseball podcasts, "No crying in baseball." He has great Q-har. Okay, that's quality hair above replacement, and that is copyrighted. <laughs> Girl, I have a 0. Uh, 0.0. 0 okay. He's got great hair. I do not put that past him. The man has got the drip. He has got the lettuce. He's got all of it. But as a quote unquote pitcher, he's, he's not the second. He's not the number two in the rotation. And I whisper that, I whisper that because Astros fans are going to come for me. And we all know this. Astros fans are going to come for me because... They're like, you're not putting the respect on LMJ's name. And and and, and to that I say. You don't know how say, good he can be. He's never healthy. To that I say, can I remind you that there were two, two no-hitters that Christian Javier was a part of. One against the, the storied. New York Yankees, and I put that in quotes for all of my people that are not watching on, on, on YouTubes. He threw a new hitter against the New York Yankees and then won, won in the World Motherfucking Series. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a TikTok on putting the respect on Christian Javier's name. But on the other hand, maybe I don't want all of y'all to know how amazing Christian Javier and his invisible is so that y'all keep underestimating him. Okay? So he, I see both whole, sides of the coin. He had that long streak, too, where he only he didn't allow any runs. The only knock on him is that he throws a lot of pitches and he, he can't get very deep into the game. Exactly. So he exactly. taxes the bullpen. But he gets – luckily – the bullpen came I, through on those two no-hitters he has. Look, I think with the work that Framber Valdez is sports psychologist, and I'm very sorry that I don't actually know your name, sir. I should because I watched a whole thing of YouTube on you. I think that with some work, I think Christian Javier can go deeper into games. And I think the fact that we did not sign JV back and Christian moves into the rotation and Hunter Brown moves into the role of swingman, I think Christian Javier, if you don't already know his name, you're going to learn his name this season. For the casuals in the game that don't follow the Astros, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. Astros fans, don't come for me. That Christian Javier is going to be the number two. That, that is, that's, that's what I believe. I, I honestly believe that Fromber is the ace. Christian Javier is the two. And Lens McCullers, I love you so very, very much. You have an adorable daughter. And you were an amazing clubhouse presence, but you were the number three at this point in time. Well, the person that time. made that graphic believes the same thing. So why get mad? I'm mad that they're ranked 10th. That the fact that, that freaking Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler was ranked 5th. And that Fromber and Christian was ranked 10th. That ben is Dubose, what I have Ben Dubose had the perfect tweet. He quoted it and he goes, if only... We had a sample size of those two duos going against each other at the highest level. Then maybe we would know who's better than one or the other. Talking about, you know, the Phillies and the Astros, it was just perfect. It was like, 
how can you argue that, sir? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, so MLB, whoever put that, put that ranking together, thank you for getting me fired up. That's, that's apparently what I, what you expected to, to do because they put Clayton Kershaw and Julio Arias above that lineup. And I want to fight a motherfucker. That's what I want to do. They probably just All don't know five Javier two of is. Me. They don't. They don't. And uh, again, I say, maybe we just want you to keep sleeping on Javi so that no one sees him coming. Fire me up. Anyways. <laughs> Will these so-called so, experts pick the Astros to win the World Series again? Well, Vegas has them at the top odds of winning the World go. Series again. So it's 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 us and Dodgers. I think plus I think the Astros were like plus five hundred odds and Dodgers were like plus six hundred odds, I think. So the Dodgers and, and all these guys the other teams are spending money. The, the okay, National League's so gonna be fun. National League is gonna be delightful. And I, I think we can spend an entire podcast talking about how the Mets are spending nine bajillion dollars and yet I still think the Braves are the best. Well, I say that. No, 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 no. I do. I think I put more more faith in the Braves rotation, pitching rotation, than I do the than than I do the Phillies rotation. The Braves did a hell of a job. They did a great job spending their money. They got everybody at reasonable prices. They did not wait till the end of the year. They did not buy. They did not pay sticker price for any of their guys, and they're just in a great spot. The Braves are in a really good spot to be right back where they should be, going up toe to toe with whoever in the NLCS. 1000%. 1000%. So those are the free agents that kind of signed. We kind of, we went over the list. Um, notable free agents that have not signed yet. We all know that there's two big position players and one big pitcher left out on the, left out on the board. Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson, and Carlos Rodon. Do you think Carlos Correa will sign for the amount of money that he wants, number one, and for the contract term that he wants, number two. That I is the first one. he's going to get more years and more money than he wanted. Interesting. Tom, you're saying you're nodding your head yes? I believe he's probably going to get the number that he thought he was worth the whole time that somebody could have got him for last year because of the way this year went down because there are so many teams that are starving for premium players that have money to spend that struck out on other premium players. Like the giants, the giants, they went, they threw money at judge. They, I mean, they got a couple other guys. They got Hanniger and Jock Peterson, but they haven't landed that big fish. So to I, that I, I ask, think, I think they're going to get him or uh, Greg Lucas said maybe the Red Sox because he lost Bogarts. But are they willing to pay that much? Who knows? If Okay. So the Red Sox point, I think if you're not willing to spend the money on Xander Bogarts, that you are not willing to spend that money on Carlos Correa. Yeah. So I think the Red Sox, I think that the fact that they didn't pay Xander just knocks the Red Sox out completely. I do, however, think that the that the Giants sign Carlos because Who I do not think. Who else could it be think, besides the Giants? Well, the Padres are just throwing money at whoever. So, you know, the Padres just want to sign all of the great players to wherever, wherever. 
because apparently they think that, you know, if they sign great players, they can just move players willy-nilly and they will be good at whatever positions. I'll give you two clubs that I think are going to be players in this whole thing before it's all said and done. The Braves. I'm going to say them. The Braves. The Braves do not have a shortstop. Dansby Swanson is a free agent. If do you think Dansby Dodgers, goes to the Dodgers? I do because they can't touch Correa and they said they won't. So what does that leave them, realistically speaking, unless they go with with something from within? I feel like the Dodgers are a lot like the Yankees and they feel like they have to do something for their fan base to sell Dodger Blue. They have Sir, to go spend money the on The fans somebody. don't want them. Gavin Lux is going to fight you, okay? Put some respect on... No, I'm just kidding. Gavin Lux, you're not. Gavin you are Lux not in the same... You are not in the same <laughs> stratosphere as Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson, okay? That just, it's another thing. Not only that, Gavin Lux plays like every position except pitcher. So they'll put him somewhere. It's not like Gavin exactly. Lux is like, I don't know I'm gonna, if I'm going to play or not. He'll be exactly. out there somewhere. But I believe that because the, the Dodgers struck out on Trey Turner, because they still have to go win in the NL, which everyone's loading up, they have to go get somebody. You just feel like they're going to – they could be a player on Rodon. I could see that too. But I think they need shortstop. I think Dansby makes sense. So that opens yeah. up the Braves. That opens up the Braves to do something. I also think the Cubs, the Cubs want to do something. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. They could have just paid Contreras. They chose not to, which is kind of an indictment on Contreras if you think about it. But the Cubs were in on him last year. The Cubs are supposedly in on him again. And they were dumb to not sign him last year because they probably could have got him cheaper than they're going to have to get him now because you look at the deals that X and Trey signed and you have to go over that. He's, he's younger than both of them. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he's a better player. He's, yes. he's a he's a better player. He's a better ball player. So I think I think the Giants go and get Correa, I do which too. moves Brandon Crawford somewhere. Where do you think Brandon Crawford lands? What position do you think Brandon Crawford moves to? Because he's he's what the last year of his contract. So again, I don't, I obviously don't know or have that much understanding in baseball clubhouse hierarchy, but I feel like Brandon Crawford being in the last year of his contract, being a player that has been in the league and, and on the Giants for a number of years, you know, maybe he swallows his pride and says, okay, I'm going to move somewhere so that the team will will be better but i think i don't again i don't know brandon crawford and i don't know him personality wise but i think that that's got to sting a little bit right like even even if you know that carlos Correa is a superior ball player oh, yeah. than you it's got to sting a little bit to your pride because he's getting up in there in years if you stuff, care but, about winning you shouldn't care if the, your team goes, sure. your team goes out and get the best player they can Play second base. Carlos can play third, whatever. Put him on there. You got to get the best people you can. This episode of Bourbon and Baseball will now be titled Care About Winning. <laughs> the <laughs> one where we about winning. about all you of care the Care About Winning yes. with Rob and Tom. Yes, that, 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 may, that may or may not be the title. You'll, you'll be surprised when it comes out. You'll see. Where do you, Personally, where do you think Carver plays? I think he sits in a similar position that Yuli Gurriel will sit in. It'll be 
do you want to be somebody? Because I believe Brandon Crawford can play all over the infield. So would you want to be that utility guy, the super utility guy that, that plays sparingly but still has a role? Or do you want to go chase one more starting job, middle-of-the-road contract, something like that? Clearly Crawford is not the guy that you want to build your franchise around at this point in his career. He's just going to fit in somewhere as like a final piece or – like I said, like a like a utility guy. Because of Correa, Bregman moved to third. Because of Bregman, Yuli moved to first. So if you want to win, play where you got to play. Get the best team out there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So let's. So let, let me see here. So we've got. If you care about winning, there it is. <laughs> Episode eighteen brought to you by the words. If you care about winning. Um, so let's see. We've got Brandon Crawford in short. Third pace, they have David VR. I don't obviously know who David VR is because I do not watch that much Padres. Um, so Padres fans, I need you to sound off. Is Brandon Crawford moving to third base for David VR to move somewhere else? Because as of right now, the depth chart for the San Francisco Giants is Joey Bart as catcher, Lamont Wade Jr. as first, Tyro Estrada at second, David Villar at third, Brandon Crawford at short, Jock Peterson at left, Mike Yastrzemski at center. <laughs> Rob, Rob is just throwing out all kinds of hot takes. If Correa is committed to winning, he might not want to go there. Where would you want to go if you're Correa? You'd sir, want to go to the if, Dodgers, right? That's the best chance of winning. No, sir. If Correa was um was what wanted to win, that he would have just stayed here. That's true. All right. Like, let's be honest. Thankfully, Correa said, "I'm gonna go get my bag." Jeremy Pena, it is your time to shine. It is Jeremy Pena season. Hashtag blessed. Okay, that is what Carlos Correa said. Carlos Correa nice said, "I'm gonna go get MVP. my bag." That is that is what he said. Again, I don't begrudge the man. He's getting his generational wealth. 1,000% understand. Do you think, but I've heard that though the twins are like, hey, guess what? We want you. We want you back, Carlos Correa. We're going to pay you the money. I, I mean, forgot about because Bryce, Because Buxton is, Buxton, when he's healthy, is an amazing player. When he's healthy, he's not an amazing player. Tom, the, the, I see the, you shaking the, the, the when he's healthy part. That's the okay. most injured guy in the history of ever. Like Verlander is probably going to play more games than Brian Buxton will next season (laughs) because that guy's always hurt. That's fair. That is fair. He has ruined fantasy teams for me. He's dead to me. Always hurt. I will will give you that. I will give you that. I will say that we are putting when he's healthy in asterisks and quotations and in bold and in neon print. When Bryce Buxton is healthy, Bryce Buxton, golly. Y'all, I've had a lot of alcohol, and I'm very, very sorry um, that I. That bourbon looked like it was pretty good. It went down pretty smooth. It it did it did especially (laughs) especially when I drank uh, a Bloody Mary intermingled with the sips of bourbon. So it did it did it went down smoother. So apparently that is the trick. I need to drink a Bloody Mary in between sips of bourbon. That may not be that may not work actually for the upcoming seasons or for the upcoming episodes. Anyways, Buxton. Byron Buxton, there we go. Words are hard. When healthy, 
is an amazing player. And I think Carlos Correa on the Twins put butts in seats for the Twins. Do I think that he will also do that for the Giants? Because let's be really honest, no one is coming to watch the Giants for Mitch Haniger. Right? Right? No one is coming to the Giants to watch Mitch Haniger and Jock Peterson. No. If the Giants sign Carlos Correa, and hell, even Carlos Rodon, that will be a more fun team to watch. Notice I did not say a winning team. That's not what I said. I said that would be a more fun team to watch. I think Carlos Rodon is going to get his bag this season because he sat back and he watched all of the other teams sign all the pitchers and he said, guess what? I'm going to get my bag. Those are my thoughts. Rob, what are you <laughs> you, you were shaking your head, Rob. What, what are you thinking? What was the question? <laughs> I like that Rob's like, I wasn't actually shaking my head at what Susie is saying. I just wanted to shake my head. That's what I, was I, that's what I thought. Oh, I no, saying, but I was going to say uh, one of the reasons you, you go Rodon? watch the Giants is because of the stadium. You, you could there put you butts in the seats because it's like the most beautiful place to watch a game ever. I told my husband that I want to go. I don't even I don't even really care about the Giants. One, Well, one, I do care because they have orange in their team colors and I am partial to orange. So, yes, they have a beautiful stadium and I will 1000% go to the stadium. Just for the stadium. I went and watched the Astros play the Giants. And I wore my orange jersey. And this Astro fan came up to me and he goes, what are you doing wearing orange? (laughs) Because I guess the Giants are orange too. What are you doing wearing orange? And the team comes out wearing orange. And I'm like, where is this guy? I'm wearing what the team's wearing, you jerk. The Giants are like you. black and orange, like the same with the Orioles, black and orange are their, their quote unquote main colors. Like I could see if you were at the Giants park, maybe you'll wear some navy blue. I don't know. I will still be rocking my orange because that is my favorite color overall. But if you're wearing the orange in the Giants park, you may think, hmm, which team are you going for? Orioles or Astros? But regardless, I think... I think the Giants so, sign. I wore the jerseys that the team I was rooting for was wearing at the time. Do you think that the Giants are going to sign Car- uh, Carlos Correa? I Rob? think I read something that, like, I, I, you know, one of the major sports writers wrote that the way things are going, Carlos Correa is probably going to get four hundred million. That's where I got that number. That's what he said. That's I don't- what. But that wasn't the question, Rob. That the question <laughs> is, do you think Carlos Correa is signing with the Giants? Yes. Okay. So you all, but okay. So you think he's signing with the Giants, and you think because that the I Giants think they're are going, going to give him more money than million. anyone else will. Okay, that is that is fair, Tom. I believe he's going to sign with the Giants for that reason. Also, I can't see anybody getting four hundred million dollars to play shortstop for the San Francisco Giants. That just seems. <laughs> ridiculous to me yeah i feel like they're they're, they are bidding against other teams i just don't think they're bidding against other teams to that degree i think anybody that offers him 10 years and 330 million is going to get him easy you know if you offered him 10 years and 300 million before trey turner and x you probably would have got him now he's over there looking across the street going 
I'm better than those guys. So you're probably going to have to pay whatever that premium is. The question is, if he really wants to win, why doesn't he sign with the Yankees? <laughs> I caught her mid-sip, folks, for those that aren't watching YouTube. And, and, and you should go watch the YouTube because it's worth it for that reaction to that part. Just that. For this, for my silence break, that is brought to you by the words Yankees and Carlos Correa put together by Tom of Astros Baseball Podcast. Don't come for us, Astros fans. Don't come for Bourbon and Baseball Podcast. No, 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 no. You come for Tom from Astros Baseball Podcast, okay? Tom and Tom and Rob, I'm not going to throw Rob under the bus. I'm going to throw Tom under the bus. <laughs> sir, sir. Ma'am. What are we doing here, Tom? What, what are we doing? No. This show no. is brought to you by if he, if, if he, his commitment to winning. If Correa has a commitment team. to winning, he should go to the Dodgers because they lost their shortstop. But our fans don't want him, so we're not going to sign him. That's dumb. Let's, let's be really You're going to build your team based on your fans? The, the fans are – every team has forgiven every player that goes to their team – the Dodgers have they change uniform. The Dodgers have they, They'll forgive him when he starts producing. When he when he they, starts flashing that leather, they're like, "Whoa, I hate this guy, but I'm sure glad we got him." They're I not going to boo him. <laughs> oh, I one thousand percent think that they're going to boo him. This this podcast brought to you by the fact that Tom is going to burn it to the ground Who on cares? not his home podcast. That's what we're doing here right now. <laughs> Tom, hey. Tom says, "You know what? I'm not going to torpedo my own broadcast." That's that. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to. You guys are more than welcome torpedo. to come to Astros Baseball Podcast and hear the <laughs> same thing. I will not waver. If, if if Carlos Correa cares about winning, that's where he needs to go. Now, do I you, think he cares about winning? No, because he left Houston for the bag. I think he's after the bag. That oh, is yeah. that is firm. Now, okay. the Dodgers care about their egos, so they're not committed to winning. If they were committed to winning, they'd sign Carlos Correa because he's the best shortstop available. That's true. So that's true. If, but I think again, the Dodgers to, to oh, put ahead. a bow on all of it, if if the if the owners and the players cared about winning, they'd go where they needed to go, but they won't because they care about their money. So that's how we're here. That's true. Go. Rob? Rob, what, what, what were your thoughts on that? On Correa, where he's going to – I was just talking about the Dodgers, how it said, like, the fans. Mm -hmm. They don't want to sign Correa because of the fans are still upset right. that they stole a World Series from them. So I guess that would go for the Yankees as well. Minnesota's here's, here's in on them. Here's my thing for the Dodgers. I think they are using that – as a convenient excuse that a lot of people will say, oh yeah, that's, that is plausible. I think that they are using that as an excuse to, to save their money for Shohei oh, yeah. Otani next season. Hmm. That's, those are, those are my feelings. I think that they are, are going to kind of make you look that direction of we're not going to spend the money this season because why are we going to sign Carlos Correa? Do you not remember 2017? Duh, guys. Come on now. So that the, so that their fan base will not get mad at them for not making the big moves so that next season they can sign Shohei Otani. Those are that's that that is my that's my thoughts. Um I think Carlos Correa to the Giants for nine gajillion dollars for for nine thousand years. 
that's the prediction. That's that's what we're going to get. Twelve years. You said he was younger than the other guys. They got eleven years. Why wouldn't he get twelve? That's true. That's true. I don't know. I honestly don't care. Prea, go get your bag. Shout out to you for leaving the Astros so Jeremy Pena can take your take your shoes. That's that's all I care about. Um. So those are the free agents that have not signed yet. Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson. Oh, we didn't talk about Dansby Swanson because, quite honestly, Dansby Swanson, I love you. Um, however, I don't think you're in the stratosphere of colors, Correa. And uh, I don't know where you sign. I honestly think Dansby Swanson going to the Dodgers to kind of go back to the Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson kind of partnership. But there's been rumors that Dansby Swanson will sign with the Cubs because his wife is a Chicago soccer women's soccer player. An amazing soccer player, I think. I don't follow soccer, so I don't know. But football. those are the rumors. But I think maybe, I think the Dodgers are going to take a flyer on Dansby Swanson because, let's be really honest, who the F trusts Gavin Lux at shortstop? Not me. Anyways, so that's going to wrap up the free agent talk. But we have to talk about Goldilocks balls because that's, that's just a huge story that nobody's talking about, right? And I like that the comedian timing that they threw in, that they were going to break the story during the winter meetings while everyone's like, where's that Aaron Judge signing? Oh my gosh, is he going to go to the Giants? Is he going to go to the Padres? No, he's going to the Yankees. Let's let's just throw in this story about doctored balls in all of this so that nobody talks about it. That's that's what, that's what I would like to talk about. Thoughts? Why did they admit Feeling? it now? How'd that come uh, out? And they'll be... MLB did not admit it. MLB flat out said that Dr. Meredith Wills, oh, in yeah. not so many words, is a filthy liar. And that she doesn't know what the F she's talking about. She was on Bleacher Blooms talking about this. She was on Bleacher, Bleacher Blooms. So the if you guys don't follow this, um, follow Dr. Meredith Wills on um, <clears throat> Twitter. I will I will link her Twitter in the bio. It's not Dr. Meredith Wills, but if you search it on Twitter, you will find her. It's like, but she's an she's a physicist. She's an astrophysicist, and she has run all of the scientific experiments on these balls that have gotten sent to her. And I need you to understand how ridiculously hard it is for me to be an adult about this and not make some dirty joke about balls. Anyways, I. <clears throat> She has talked about the weight of these balls and how they're constructed for a couple of years now, um, that the balls have been different over a couple of different seasons, that these balls that the players have thrown out essentially have been different and that MLB has come out and said, no, 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 there's, there, there are two different versions of balls, but, uh, this season, this season, there should only be one in play. And MLB flat out came out and said, hey, if anybody is helping Meredith Wills, you will be subject to fines and possibly losing your job. So the fact don't like that, the truth. Yeah. The fact that MLB has come out and threatened people with their livelihood is just astounding to me. Because the MLB owns Rawlings, who makes the baseballs who makes the balls that go into play for the entire league that contracts are based off of blows my mind that not more people are talking about this and are, and are outraged. 
So if you asked me, I would tell you that the reason, the reason, and I'm answering, the reason that this is not trying, they're not trying to make this a thing is because this looks like they were trying to aid in a home run chase. If you go further, if you go into the details where these balls were used, it looks like, and, and I mean, if you just saw the graph that was, that was posted or whatever, you know, they were predominantly using Yankee stadium. So who was trying, who was trying to. This is my shocked face. Tom, that Rob Manfred. Noted Yankee fan. Would, would somehow manipulate the results of MLB. What? You don't say. If people did not understand my sarcasm in this, this is me being super sarcastic about Rob Manfred and these quote-unquote Goldilocks balls. I will link all of the articles in the episode description below so that you guys can kind of understand what we're, what we're talking about if you don't already. But essentially... Meredith Wills did a ton of testing on a lot of baseballs that were sent to her um, over a period of time that were used in the the chase that Aaron Judge had with the home run derby, not home run derby, excuse me, the home run chase that he had over the season, um, and was found that there was a quote-unquote Goldilocks balls, which was not too heavy, not too light. And that essentially there were three balls in play during this season. And how this does not enrage all of, all of MLB and all of MLB fans is, is beyond me because I had a lot of words. I had a lot of words and not all of them can be said on this podcast. I think it's really so. simple. You know, it's okay to cheat as long as you're not the Astros. And if you're the Astros, then you're dirty cheaters. And if you cheat outside of that, the court of public opinion will decide. And, you know, steroids, eh, you know. But heaven forbid. Yeah, yeah. And let me be very clear that the Astros weren't, quote unquote, caught cheating. The Astros were snitched on. And the only, the only reason that y'all have any sort of excuse to come after Astros fans is because of Mike Furs. That's the only reason that he came out and said, oh yeah, this, this is what we're doing. We're not going to get on that high horse. We're not going to, we're not going to go over there <laughs> because we all know, we all know that a lot of teams were doing a lot of different things. Maybe not to the level of the Astros, maybe not to the level of the Astros. I will, I will caveat that, but a lot of teams were doing a lot of shady things. And the Astros got their run to the bus because of one particular player. So we did not quote unquote get caught. Mm-hmm. We got snitched on. And that's, that is my hot take. That is and like Manfred one and the of Yankees got caught. 43. Yeah. So <sighs> these Goldilocks balls, y'all, these Goldilocks balls should not, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And the fact that, no major outlet is talking about these Goldilocks balls, and the study is mind-boggling to me. I googled the story right now, and Verlander's one of them that pointed it out. 
he was warming up in a game against the Yankees, and he went over to one of the Major League Baseball officials and said, when are you going to fix these baseballs? Like, he could tell that there was a difference. Yeah. I mean, when there are pitchers in the game that are throwing multiple balls out between pitches, between them throwing, you know that there's something going on. And for MLB to just flat out say, oh, no, 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 there, nothing's, nothing fishy going on here. <laughs> I'm sorry, what now? When the actual players that this is their livelihood, this is what their contract numbers depend on, are coming out and saying, no, no, we're not, this is, I'm not going to throw that because that's, Something is wrong with this ball. How do you expect me to not believe that? That blows my mind. The pitchers know. Chris Bassett pitchers- said we have a very big problem with the balls. They're bad. Everyone knows it. Every pitcher in the league knows it. The pitchers know it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't and there is there is no there is no answer to this. And there will never be an answer to this because MLB will never actually admit to any sort of wrongdoing or any sort of manipulation of the ball. But the fact that they can deaden the balls or, or lighten the balls, depending on manufacturing, it just is beyond me. And the fact that MLB owns the company that manufactures the balls that are in play should be a clear sign of, hmm, maybe, maybe that's not something that MLB should own. But, you know, I can't remember the name of the book, but I was talking to this guy about coming on the podcast and he wanted me to read his book first. So I was reading it and it was pretty much like Major League Baseball is the mafia. Like you go after them. It's bad. You don't want to. I didn't finish the book, but because the guy was all full of himself. But (laughs) I was like, wow. But what it is, is the guy was a policeman and he got a job working for major league baseball to find cheating and different things going on. And, and he's like, Hey, these guys are smuggling these Cubans in this boat. They're taking, they're taking the bonus checks from these guys, like in the Dominican. And they're like, okay, well, we'll take care of it. Okay. Don't, 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 don't look into it any further. We'll take care of it. So what he was saying is everything that he found that was bad going on, they would just sweep it under the rug. So he was like, what am I doing? Wasn't Yasiel Puig part of that? Yeah, I think I think Yasiel Puig is is part of that, which I feel bad for Yasiel Puig because, unfortunately, the fact that he got caught with like all of the gambling issues and whatnot totally negates his his claims to to all of this. Unfortunately, which I I don't I don't necessarily not believe because that's the the Cubans and all of the things that they have to do to defect and and try and not get caught and all of that. There, there's some crazy stories about Yuli and and uh, Lourdes and Jordan and all of the Cuban players defecting and hiding and whatnot. That's that's a whole other podcast. But y'all, we have been talking for uh, an hour and forty nine minutes. It's a long time. It's a long time that we. I know have my uh, rear end is starting to hurt. <laughs> I'm at the I'm that's, at the kitchen table and yeah. Oh, I see wrong. me shifting around. Um, if you're on YouTube and you're still listening. And right? watching, folks. I, most people my are My badunkadonk is starting to hurt. 
I like the fact that Rob just threw out badonkadonk. That we're going to clip that, Rob. The, the fact that you just said badonkadonk. That's that's impressive. So, um, we are gonna we are gonna end it here, guys. I will link all of the articles and whatnot that that we have talked about about the Goldilocks balls and all the free agent signings in the description. Rob and Tom, um, why don't you guys tell us where we can find y'all? One, two, three, go, Rob. Me. Yes, you can Rob. find me on everything imaginable with my name, Rob Fontenot. At Rob Fontenot on Twitter. My name's Robert Fontenot on Facebook. I have R-O-B- Instagram, but I hardly get on it. But R O B F O N. Oh, R O B F O N T E N O T. See, there's a, there's a silent N there that, or there's a silent T there that's gonna, yeah. that's gonna mess you all up. So um, on all the socials, you can follow Rob there. And then Tom, where can we find you? On Twitter, it's at Third Coast Tom. And it's spelled out on Instagram. It's uh, TCT or TC Tom one. Um, and then obviously, please follow the podcast. Uh, Astros baseball pod on Twitter. Correct. Rob? I started that, but like nobody <laughs> followed us. That's a good, I will, I will link all of the socials, um, in the description so that you guys can follow Rob and Tom because they are amazing. And when Shelby and I first started this podcast, um, Rob, um, was one of the first ones that kind of talked to us and said, Hey, come on the podcast. And, uh, I was a guest host over there and that kind of got us started and rolling with followers and listeners and whatnot. So a big thank you to Rob and Tom. Um, for all of that, I, again, I will link all of the socials in the description so that you guys can follow Rob and Tom. They're super guys. And this wraps up the 18th, 18th episode. Woo! We're going to do the cheering. There you go. Uh, that wraps up the 18th episode of bourbon and baseball, Rob and Tom. I appreciate y'all pinch hitting for Shelby while she is in Vegas and she has deserted me, but she hopefully fingers crossed. We'll be back uh, next week. Y'all go follow Rob and Tom and listen to the Astros baseball podcast. Cause they are also amazing guys. Uh, notably with less cussing and less liquor on their podcast. Um, <laughs> Zero liquor. And we throw a cuss word out now and then. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, a few ones. But again, if, I gotta yeah. get fired but up if, to throw it out there, though. If you if you like the cussing and you like the the drinking, come over here to Bourbon and Baseball. If you like, you know, a little bit a little bit less cussing, totally okay. Go follow Rob and Tom. Um, regardless, on their podcast, Astros Baseball Podcast, and on all of the socials. And until next time, guys, we appreciate y'all. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, review all of the things. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye.